themselves? You know, that is the question of the day. So that's going to be a little bit later on. As you know, or if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, we do a little bit of a talk for a little bit. And then we do some inspirational music and we talk about that just to get your week and your day started properly. You know, and before we do any of that stuff, we'll say a prayer. So let me say a prayer for the people. Father God, thank you for blessing us again with another day. Another day that we can get up, stretch without any unnormal aches and pains, without any unnecessary hardship. And those that are going through hardship, Lord, let them know that things will be brighter on the other side. Hardship only lasts for a certain time. And as you go through this hardship, you'll come out stronger and better. Lord, bless your hands. Put your hands on those people. Give them all strength. Give us strength as we go throughout the day. Amen. Now, let's talk about this whole winter stuff because it's here. Now, how many of you guys have uh, winterized your car or <laughs> are prepared for the winter? I don't know, some of you guys have the, um, well, some people, what they do is they buy those uh, emergency kits, have them in the car. I don't have one of those. I um, don't really need that. Well, I should have one, but what I do for my car is I put, uh, oh, in the wife's car too, you know, we got the shovel, we got the scraper. I have a heated blanket. And I have a regular blanket just in case you kind of get stuck and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't go anywhere or the highways closed down and you're just stuck in your car. You know, heat can only last so long. You uh, tend to run out of gas if you're burning it too long. I personally always make sure that during the wintertime, my tank doesn't go less than half ever. I just don't want to take the chance of being somewhere and being stuck and have less than a half tank of gas and all of a sudden, you know, you hear the and you're out of gas in the middle of nowhere. You can't go anywhere to get gas or if you have to go anywhere to get gas, it's going to take you, you know, anywhere from half an hour to an hour to get to the nearest gas station. And people, although people are nice, people don't want to want to help you in the cold. They'll see you stuck. They'll see you struggling and they're like, oh, well, it's cold outside. I don't really want to get on get on the cold. And if I'm wrong, hit me up, 416-804-8244. That is the text message or the WhatsApp. It's all good. But I think that, you know, with everything that's going on right now, with the whole cold snow coming, you got to be prepared. You have to get ready for everything that's this place we call Canada, the place that we live in, is going to throw at you. Because, trust me, it goes up and down, down and up. You know, you get warm weather, cold weather, snow, warm weather. You can have warm weather and snow in the same day. You can have torrential downpour, warm weather, snow in the same day. That's just how Canada works. And with the whole 
global changing, global climate change, as they call it. We'll get into that another day. We have to be prepared for these things. You have to understand that things are changing. And not necessarily for the better, but things are changing. Our winters are uh, either mild or extremely cold, which is a, a form of climate change. I mean, you're getting places that don't see snow like Texas having snow. So you tell me. Either things are changing there or, you know, it's coming to the end. But according to our last speaker, we're just in the days. We're not coming to the end yet. And uh, we'll have him back next month. Next month, we'll be talking about love relationships it's valentine's month so why not do something different you know hopefully my phone lines will be up and running I'm still having problems with that it's still bothering me but uh i have a fix for it so hopefully next week everything will work out and uh i'll be able to get you guys to call in and hear your opinions right on the show and uh, that reminds me, we'll throw out the disclaimer later. But back to the weather. What do you guys do to prepare for the winter? Whether it be your car, whether it be your uh, home, what do you prepare for your storms? Do you guys, you know, have your extra freezers where you have extra meat or anything like that? Like a couple years ago, well, a few years ago now when we had that ice storm and power was out, some places for three weeks, some places, you know, a couple days. But those of you that were out for three three weeks, what did you do with all the food? Then? You know, no power, no electricity. It was cold, but not cold enough to put all that stuff outside. So what do you do? Did you have like a big feast, big barbecue? I mean, I was one of the fortunate ones that when that storm hit, the power was only out for four hours and then came back and we were good to go. But uh, I have friends that were out for three weeks. I have other friends that were out for two weeks, you know, and uh, they lost a lot of stuff. Couldn't do anything. You know, some friends came over, stayed here because, A, we had the space and B, we had power, you know, so you got to prepare yourself in these times where things aren't 100 percent. You got to be prepared. So what is it that you do to prepare yourself? Hit me up. 416-804-8244. You know, anywho, some crazy stuff is going on. You heard about that uh, Drake incident. Now, I find that funny that this girl's suing Drake because she got uh, hot sauce in her nether regions and it burned her. But my point is, what are you doing? Grabbing, well, I mean, I know what you're doing. You know, you want you want to say that you're pregnant and all that stuff. And kudos to Jake for for Jake, for Drake, for uh, putting hot sauce in there. But, again, that's a little extreme, man. Just flush it down the toilet. It's that simple. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would go through that extreme, even if I was a star, to put hot sauce in there and just leave it in the in the garbage. Like, what kind of hot sauce did he use? You know, does he have the hot sauce in his bathroom so that these things don't happen? You know? Or where was he? Was he at his house? Or does he walk with hot sauce so that, you know, if he meets somebody and he happens to be going to a hotel or thing, he's got the hot sauce there? Or does he order up hot sauce when he orders a meal so he has the hot sauce on on uh, demand, I guess? You know? And does he use Red Hot? Does he use the Scotch Bonnet stuff? You know? Does he use any of that hot pepper sauce from Jamaica? What kind of hot sauce? That is what we should be inquiring right now. Is what kind of hot sauce is the best hot sauce to destroy the semen? You know what? I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> and see and see what hot sauce is the best hot sauce to destroy semen. Because this is, this is an interesting thing. Very, very interesting thing that we're we're doing right now i mean can you imagine you got to go through that extreme just to make sure that you're protected that nobody tries to do anything and to the girl like who thinks about i mean you know it's all about the fame and the money and you want to do something but <sighs> come on man that's a little extreme i find but anyways <sighs> That's just how people live. See, that's a different type of problems when you're uh, you got money and you're famous. You open up the door to all kind of stuff. Us, we don't have to worry about any of that stuff because you know we're not rich. We're not famous. Well, I'm not rich. I'm not famous. I'm I'm okay, but I don't have no girls going into the trash to take out my semen and. And try to get pregnant. That just doesn't work. They ask. Well, they did ask back in the day. You know, I'm happily married now, so that doesn't apply to me. You know? Anyhow, as I said earlier, we um like to do a little things. And I say we. I don't know why I say we, but we, again like to do things a little differently i'm gonna hit you up with uh a nice little inspirational track this one i like this one is um by h walker it's uh simple but very effective and because we're talking about mental health because we're walking down that kind of um, genre. This one here is simply to let your mind go and to think about the things that has happened in your life, the good things, not the bad things, not to dwell on those things, but to, to dwell on the better things in life, dwell on uh, the grateful things. What are you grateful for here it is H Walker we'll come back and uh, talk about this in a minute alright 
this time I want y'all to help us do it. Lift your hands in this atmosphere and say, I am grateful. Have done. Look at him and tell him, Yes, I'm grateful for the victories that we've won. Tell him, I could go on and on. About your works. Because I'm grateful. Praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, flowing from my heart. This song is, as we play it again, let's talk about it. <coughs> this song is one of those songs that <coughs> I personally, when uh, I'm overcome or I'm feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on in my life, this is one of those songs that this is a, a hand raiser. You know, where you throw two hands up in your ear and you just start thinking about all the things that have gone in your life that you're grateful for. 
you have to be grateful for everything that happens in your life, good or bad. Everything happens for a reason. Everything changes you, sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. But for the most part, you sit back and be grateful for all the things that, even the the little miracles that, you know, you don't realize, like just getting up in the morning to be grateful because you know some people can't get up, can't physically get out of their bed, but you can. That's a little thing to be grateful for. Be grateful that you have full functionality of, of your body. You have free will so you can do things that you want to do, not things that you have to do because somebody's telling you to do that. You got to be grateful for just looking at the fresh air and seeing the sun. Even if it's cold outside, you can still see. You can still hear the voice of of your child or of the one that you love calling your name. You can smell perfume. You can smell the freshness in the air. These are little things that we don't we take for granted, but these are also things that you can be grateful for. That you can actually do these things without a struggle. I mean, let's face it, my wife, she can't smell. She hasn't been able to smell for 11 years or so. But when, and that's a whole other story, but when she does or she is able to smell, she's very grateful for it, you know, because it comes and goes. Mostly it goes, but there are some weeks that she can actually smell for the whole entire week, which is crazy, you know. And after 11 surgeries, she still is up and down with it. So you just got to be grateful for the things that you might take for granted that other people are thankful for that they can they can still have other senses they still have other things that they can be grateful for most people when you want to be grateful you want to think about gratefulness you're thinking about the the big things you know oh hey i got a new car or hey you know i was able to 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 buy my house and that's all great and that's all nice that you can be thankful for but you got to be thankful for the little things, you know, the mere fact that you can go and help out somebody, the mere fact that you can see somebody in a struggle and, and give them a couple of dollars or, you know, just speak to them, be an ear to listen to. And they respond. Those are the things that you got to be grateful for. You got to be grateful for those little things, because at the end of the day, what are we here for? You know, we're here to uplift each other, not to bring each other down. So you got to be grateful for all the little things. I hope you enjoy this song because it's a fantastic song. Like I said, when you're uh, in a struggle and you uh, need something to uplift you, 
this is the song that one of the songs that I turn to. Like I said, everybody's got all kind of songs that they go through that they want to listen to. But uh, this song here is just a fantastic song. I'm just going to play it a little bit more because, like I said, you got to be grateful. Listen, if you're listening out there, I know it's early in the morning, 1027. Give me a holler. 416-804-8244. You know, what are you grateful for? And even if you don't want to call me, you don't want to message me about what you're grateful for, just think about it. What you're grateful for. What the Lord has done for you. Where he's taken you. All the little things that you take for granted that, you know, are huge to other people. That's basically what being grateful is. Is about opening yourself up and realizing that all these little things that happen in your life are there for a reason and not to take the little things for granted you know be excited for the big things that happen but it's the little things you know as they say little steps or baby steps is the little things that keep us going through you know all right i'm gonna let this play a little bit and we're going to commercial pay some bills and then we'll be back with uh, our guest, Trey, uh, a millennial, who will uh, delight us with some commentary and we'll have a good conversation. All right. You're listening to The Streets is Busy, 10.30 a.m., January the 16th, minus 7 outside right now gonna get colder you're gonna get some snow all right i'm grateful for all of you guys listening i'm grateful to my lord for waking me up this morning even though it was a struggle that's what i'm grateful for your girl the caribbean queen allison hines representing all the way from barbados and you're locked on to mylineradio.com the way we move the way we sound feel the rhythm the way we fit soaking wet it's the world's playground take us in fluidus it's the way we play the way we grow 
Carib. It's the way we play. Isn't it time our money started working harder and smarter for us? Whether you're contemplating purchasing your first home or in search of an income property, Sound Real Estate Investments get your hard-earned dollars working for you. Connect with at Real Estate by D. Richards on Instagram and Facebook or call 647-206-9782 to start paving your way to financial freedom. It's turnkey support with Real Estate by D. Richards. the delicious taste of Caribbean soup and porridge. At Superlicious, we have the largest selection of all-day soups and porridges. Corn soup, cowfoot, red peas with oxtail, lobster bisque, carrot porridge, peanut, banana, and many more. Try our fusion jerk chicken, oxtail burritos, and signature protein bowls. Superlicious, now with our newest location in Mississauga open to serve you. At 400 Dundas Street East between Huron, Ontario and Cothra. Open Monday to Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, what's going on? So, we're back in the studio. The streets is busy if you're tuning in. I'm your host, Jay Busy. And uh, we got a special guest. Ooh, that's actually a nice song, but no, I'm not going to play that one. Yeah. So, we have a millennial, Trey. Hello, 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 hello. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, so this is a young cat who, uh, <laughs> you know, who's actually very intelligent, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've known him for what eight years eight mm, yeah i guess yeah, something like that eight years almost nine yeah. years and uh full disclaimer you know i'm married to his mom so <laughs> <laughs> there it is but uh he's very he's very intellectual he's very smart and i'm i'm very happy to have him here to discuss some mental health issues we're also going to discuss where he sees life going for his generation because as you know everything is changing so as we go through the change we have to uh see where these guys are gonna take us because his generation is gonna be that generation that leads us into future generations and his generation is also going to be the future generation when they have kids and they do all that good stuff and you know where they're going to live how they're going to treat the earth that whole that whole nine so we're going to talk to him about a little stuff i'm going to let you him introduce himself and uh yeah hit us up 416-804-8244 if you have any questions or you want to talk or you want to mention something that we talk about also have to uh before we get into it let me play this disclaimer so that <laughs> you know we don't get in any trouble for what we're gonna say and opinions that you hear on the streets is busy are solely the views and opinions of your host jay busy and his guest 
and they do not reflect in any way, shape, or form the views and opinions of MyLimeRadio.com, its staff, its sponsors, or advertisers, or anybody associated with MyLimeRadio.com, or its other hosts and associates. Now you know. You heard? Yeah, that was the little disclaimer. That way, nobody can say nothing. We can't get in any kind of trouble. Well, I mean, we can still get in trouble, but <laughs> the radio station is not going <laughs> to get in any trouble. <laughs> and that's what counts. So, Trey, introduce yourself. Hi, um, so my name's Trey. Um, like Angus said, we've known each other for, for quite some time now. He's my papa. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to, how much, how much to say. Um, I'm 27 years old. Um, I, I hope I'm smart. I, <laughs> I think I'm smart. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Hey, no, thank you for coming down and, uh, and coming on the show. So let's start it off with something easy. How do you, or I'm assuming that you talk to your friends and stuff like that. So how do you guys feel about your mental health in this in this day and age where we have the whole COVID going on, right. we have climate change, the whole nine. How how are you guys coping with everything? And especially since we've been on lockdown for, what, two years? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you guys like to party and <laughs> do all that stuff because we were young ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how do you guys deal with that? Um, I think for us, um, you know, we live in a time where I think because of millennials, um, mental health is has really been kind of brought to the forefront in daily life. You know, when people are able to understand that we have to treat mental health, um, you know, similar to how we treat our bodies. You know what I mean? Like we go to the gym and we work out and we eat healthy food and all those things when we want to take care of our bodies. And I think the same way we have to uh, we have to consider our mental health. Um, and I think right now we're at a time where like there's just so much. Um, there's so much overstimulation and everything is, is just really overwhelming. And I think that for millennials, millennials are, I mean, I can't, I guess I can't speak for all of us because there's kind of going to range in age, yeah, but I, hear you. I think we're all trying to figure out like, you know, when you kind of mentioned being the generation that's supposed to lead, uh, you know, the next generation and all those things, we, I think that we, we are, but we're also trying to figure it out because we, we're kind of in a sweet spot of our lives. And, the last two years have been like throwing like a wrench in everyone's plans. You know, we not just, I think not just our social plans, but in our careers and all these other paths that we might've had, you know, so much, so many millennials, especially in Toronto are creatives. And we live off of, you know, um, doing music and doing events and doing, you know, photo shoots and all these things that we haven't really been able to do over the last two years. Um, so I think it's just really changing the way that we are operating, but it's allowing us to be really adaptable and allowing us to find new ways to, um, create a future for ourselves and, you know, other generations that are to come. So you're basically saying that, uh, by exercising and doing other things, you're helping out with your, your mental health. Now, do you guys have, I shouldn't say you guys, but do you in your circle of friends have people that are actually having more of a struggle with things that are going on and how are you able to help them right and we'll talk about jobs and stuff like that in in a second but uh, let's just talk about 
the mental yeah. health and the responsibility that you may have or you see that that um, others should have in order to help your generation or to help your friends move forward. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely friends who are struggling more than others. Um, and I think in general, maybe we all go through our own little phases and times of which this is like, you know, t- like, there, you know, I know for my friends, there's been different times of the pandemic that have been, have been harder than other times of the pandemic. Um, and I, but I think that I think it's our responsibility, you know, as friends to be there for our friends, but also to like direct our friends in the direction of therapy, you know, <laughs> like remind them that again, like when I talk going back to they like, need Jesus, they need, yeah. they do for sure. They, they do. But, um, but they need, they need a mental health professional to um, guide them. I think sometimes as friends, we can become like kind of, you know, we're going through our own things and then we start to take on a lot of other people's things when it comes to mental health. And I think that sometimes that can, um, be a little bit damaging to our own to our own selves so i think it's you know it's important that we're there for our friends and stuff but i think it's also important to like direct our friends to mental health especially i mean to a mental health professional during this time like everybody could use some therapy (laughs) now i know that you know that the uh creed writing network they got the uh, mental health awareness challenge there you go push-ups 30 push-ups 30 days and uh those that have not started they can do a one-time 30 push-ups so there's other groups bell right. the 26 bell has their let's talk yeah you know you know you and i've had discussions about their ads and stuff like that and uh mental health used to be something that you put on the back burner right you know you were considered crazy hey don't talk to that person he's got some issues blah 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 but now with more and more people suffering through some kind of mental health mental mm-hmm. health breakdowns i mean i know a lot of riders right. that suffer from mental health. Um, I don't really talk to too many millennials, although I do see them on the bus. And I often wonder like how they're going to go through because I know social media also plays a, a huge yeah. part with you guys. Yeah. I mean, even the younger generation, you know, the teens, 14, the, the, they're all into like the social years. social media mm-hmm. but also social media then brings on what you have the cyber bullying and, right. and all that stuff and i know even in your 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 age group you guys still get bullied right by by a cyber bully so how do you how do you deal with that because you're always on line <laughs> right. yeah you know it's kind of different when i was a kid like cyberbullying was a lot more aggressive because there were, I think there were smaller, there was, there was so much less social media that like, and, 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 and social media was really starting at such a crucial time in our lives that I feel like cyberbullying was such a, was such a, I don't know, for me at least, you know, in, in my generation, I think it was a little bit more of an aggressive thing at that age. I feel like now, even though cyberbullying happens, obviously still for yeah. people, I feel like there's a lot of people that come to people's defense really quickly online because there's a lot more like connection and unity and understanding online than there has been before. Um, so I feel like there's that. And I also just feel like people are just so much more aware of mental health now and the effects that the things that we do and say to other people have that, I don't know, I guess I just don't see it happening. I'm sure it happens all the time. I just don't see it happening as frequently or to the degree or the way that it used to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
but you know, it, I, I just think that now, like people are just so yeah. I just think that people are just so much more aware now of of the effects of cyberbullying that it, it, it's you know we have all these platforms that will take you, they'll block you, you know they'll 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 delete your account or they'll suspend you, or the moment that you've done something wrong, like somebody can report you and you're gone. You know, it's 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 different than it used to be. So yeah. I feel like it's 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 not. Um, well, I know the only platform that I use is uh, Instagram. Right. I don't really touch anything else, and I know in Instagram they block certain things that you post up yeah. or anything like that. I mean, even if it's if it's just something, you know, has somebody else's music on there, they're exactly. blocking and stuff. So I understand where you're coming from where where with the cyber and bullying it's just a um report and right. boom there you go. But right. the effects are still the effects there. are still there. Yeah, for sure. Right? I yeah. mean, you know, when somebody hacks your account and all of a right. sudden is is throwing up your picture but saying right. hey listen you know check my only fans right. or whatever the case yeah. may be go to this website you know right. you want to see me naked or whatever i mean that still affects you because now sure. you have your people that know you are right. trying to figure out like what the hell what is this yeah exactly, exactly. right yeah and then it, you have to go through that whole phase to get this banned right. or stop but it doesn't necessarily stop exactly and I think, like, honestly, I think social media is the most damaging to our to our mental health simply because, like, we have access to it immediately, you know? And in, in cases that people do cyberbully, like, you see it right away. It's not like, oh, I, you know, I have to go home, get on my computer, log into Facebook, and then I can, and then I can, um, and then it's there, you know what I mean? It's like, it's on, it's on our cell phones. The moment it happens, we see it. The moment a, a, an inappropriate comment is posted or the moment that, you know, a fake account is made or that somebody said something mean, like, it's in our notifications. And it's, it's really, really, I feel like it's way worse than our mental health than, for our mental health than it, it used to be. Even though I just mentioned, you know, there are things that are in place to help yeah. this not happen. Yeah. But people are still um, really mean. And they'll use the internet to, you know. Well, people are, in general, mean. Anyways, I mean, (laughs) trust me, listen, I'm an adult. Well, at least I think I'm an adult. Right. You know, and uh, we still deal with all that stuff on a regular basis. I I find for us in our generation, um, when it comes to cyberbullying, like, it's just a open forum where people can attack you for no real reason. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you try to recourse in that. Right, and I try to stay away from all that Facebook and all that all, all that stuff. And unfortunately for me, nothing has happened like that. Right. But I have friends that have been attacked, and and it really takes a toll on them because it's not just you're attacking them; you're posting it up on a public forum yeah. where everybody can see. Right. So you know your uncles or or whoever aunts and stuff, whoever you have following right. you, or on the on your page, and 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 people are are posting up some real private stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're angry at at you for something and, and I just find that it's, it's an easier platform yeah. right now with the, the whole cyberspace and, yeah. and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff and that's why <sighs> I tend not to be on it right you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. Instagram I mean I don't mind Instagram it's something that I use right but <laughs> if I had to shut it all down you do it, it wouldn't affect right <laughs> yeah i think i think that the 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 thing is i think that cyberbullying is what's fueled like the age of social media that we're in you know like there was a time where like on facebook like you would add an album of like 200 photos unfiltered yeah. like 
all the Ross moments in your life. You know what I mean? And it wasn't it wasn't a thing. Um, but I think through the years of you know cyberbullying and and social like societal expectations, people have um, kind of morphed into this weird kind of like again the way it's impacted our mental health has allowed us to believe now that like by creating this exterior this other version of ourselves online it's kind of like the first form of defense when it comes to you know cyberbullying or the way that people can observe us because if we're if we're putting on this show that we are this person and we're keeping only the most perfect photos and the most perfect videos yeah. and the perfect moments online then we're kind of defending ourselves from potential attacks and you know detriment it's, it's still detrimental to our mental health but it's more like our weight versus like somebody else's you know somebody else saying something mean yeah i understand that i mean like i said the whole internet cyber stuff i mean it plays on you and like you said if you don't have an out then it plays heavily on you and, and with being locked down with being unsocialable in the sense that you can't physically go and see somebody right. or hang out you know i find that everybody's now resorting to social media right because it's our only option right? yeah it's your only option and even even before that i saw i saw trends like with uh ashley which is another daughter um i remember when we were in the car and we we're going and she had her friends there all of them were on social media chit chatting they're all three of them are in the car right but nobody wants to speak to each other everybody's right. talking right on social media which i find weird and and i see that more and more where kids get on the bus and they'll all be in a group right but they'll all be talking through social, social media. media you know on occasion you'll see them talk but right. they're all oh yeah they see this picture oh but yeah like yeah what the hell is it's going wild. on it's crazy. Like you're right there. Let's have a conversation. Right. And I think the art of um, what this whole the whole whole COVID and lockdown is is taking the the act of being social and just destroy that. Right. So now everybody opts to be an online. Yeah. And because of that, you don't get to really interact with people. Exactly. You don't really get to see them and see the emotions. Or see what they're struggling through. Because online, I mean, like you said, you put on that happy face, mm-hmm. you know, smile for the camera. Exactly. And, oh, this is my best life. Meanwhile, you know, you're outside on the street. Yeah. You know, yeah. or you're in a hospital. Right. Living or whatever in your car. Can. Exactly. Like, yeah. Living in a car. You know, but you don't want to have that perception that you're yeah. not doing well. Yeah. And then they have some people that are open and honest about it. Right. And then they're getting... Uh, berated mm-hmm. because they're open and honest about you know people yeah. are saying I don't want to see this I don't want to I don't care about if you're in a hospital or whatever right. is going on you know you want to post something post something right. happy why do why do I want to be neg- negatively affected by right like I didn't come online today to like be negatively impacted I didn't come online you know to see <laughs> exactly. your, like hospital visit like I came online to see something good yeah uh, but that's the thing is that I think social media is such an escape for people that when it's anything but that it's like whoa authenticity whoa 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 don't you're showing me your real life yeah. now like that's too much yeah. you know yeah it's 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 crazy how all that stuff works and and i find it interesting that even you know me as a, a 51 year old looking at all this stuff looking at just the way it affects people mm-hmm. right yeah even even my friends 
it affects them. They're like, oh, yo, did you see this? I'm like, bro, right. I'm not cares? on there. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't go on, if I don't go on, on for six, seven hours, I'm getting messages saying, hey, what's going on? Right. Are you okay? Like, yeah. What, what do you mean? I'm fine. <laughs> oh, you haven't been, you haven't posted anything. I'm like, what? what, what? Yeah. This is not my life, eh? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think that's what, that's what this whole thing is, is, is effective. Is it's everybody takes that online is life right right and if you're not online you're not living right okay i want to say something about this because i just i just (laughs) did a podcast about this like recently and um the the podcast was about you know do we exist offline right like does it matter if you're not online and it, it goes back to this whole thing where it's like um who are you if you're not you know if you're not if people can't see that you're, you you yeah. exist, who are you? If if I don't know that you just you know, or if me and, and, and fifty other you know fifty million other people don't know that you just had McDonald's for breakfast, like did you have McDonald's for breakfast? And it's like obviously you did, but we're so much in a space where social media is reality, and it's 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 not it's not obviously, but it's like that's that's how we act we're and that's how we right move. Now. We are we are, and that's how we move, right? Where it's like, oh well, you know, this has to go through this channel and if it doesn't go through this channel people don't know about it and it's it's really weird um but i feel like covid has been like you know social media it was already a huge thing before covid yeah. but you're like you mentioned like it's kind of become the only way that we can connect with people and we're you know especially we can't travel so like we're connecting with people around the whole world on social media yeah. right and i think covid's been awesome in the sense that it's brought families closer because we because we've been shut up yeah, shut you off can from do so the much Zoom of the world and all and that's good stuff yeah, yeah there's, there's and, some positive stuff right right and i think even our family like we've spent yeah. so much time together during you know covid obviously which i think has been awesome um but i think when it comes to our friendships and our <laughs> and our connections and our, our outside relationships it's become really damaging you know someone like myself even like I'm a social butterfly. I love going out. I love going to events. I love, you know, doing all yes, these things. And now I'm do. here like, whoa, I went, you know, I went out one time this week. Don't ask me to go out for three more weeks. My my battery <laughs> is drained, you know? Oh, that's because, you know, you get no, you, you don't have that young man stamina like we do. I you do. It's hard <laughs> after the pandemic. Like, you know, I used to be partying it up and living my best life. Well, listen, that's, that's the whole thing. You guys, you guys, honestly, I know you used to party and, and go out a lot and, I have seen you stay inside, be home, not go anywhere, not even think like people call you and say, oh, let's go out. And you're like, yeah, not happening. Not happening. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I and I get that. I get that. I mean, I've been there. And, and to go on to what you're saying, like, is it real if you're not on social media? Right. Like, yeah, it's one of the things that I say, like, you know, that that I ride. And, and for those of you that listen, I ride motorcycle. You know, I have a, a little group, and um, we go and ride all the time. I want to shout out to the to the rejects. What's going on, guys? I know you're listening. Um, the thing is, I always say that if you don't take a picture and you don't post it, it didn't happen. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is kind of funny now that we're talking about <laughs> right. it. Like, like, yeah, it, it didn't happen. Like, you could say that it did, right. but... I don't see. I don't believe. If I, I, see if I don't it, have like, a picture, yeah. I'll see. And that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah. We're at the point where, like you said, not that you don't exist, but in order to convince other people that this is what happened, mm-hmm. you know, you have to you have to take a picture of it. You have to put it up on social media, right? To say, oh, hey, I was here, right? You know, yeah. like, oh, hey, did you see that? 
Oh, I was there. I was yeah, I was there. I was I saw the whole thing. You can explain the whole entire right. story, but then I can just say, Well, you probably read that online. Right. Right? But until I see a picture until I see a picture, I like it right. didn't happen. Right. Or like if you and I go to the same place and I posted it and you don't, nobody cares if you went there because you didn't post it. That's right. care if I went because they, they want to see the event. They want to see what happened. Yeah. They want to see, you know what I mean? They don't want to hear just like, oh, yeah, it was so cool. Like you should have been there. They want to see like, oh, like I, you brought me into this. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you posted. You showed me what was going on. You know, I saw the whole event. Like, you know, people feel more, I think, connected through like social proof well i i think that what's happening is that people now how our society is going is that everything has to be posted up everything has to be advertised so you're taking away the privacy of your life and now putting it into a public forum for anybody and everybody to scrutinize or to say oh hey you know look you're fat you shouldn't be eating Right. McDonald's, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eat a salary sticker, a salary right. sticker, or whatever the case may be. You right. know, you you now open up yourself to be judged right. by other people who may not be living your life, yeah, or might not know what you're going through and why you're right. doing what you're doing, right? But yet they're here to judge you, yeah, right? They look at the pictures. Oh, you know, I didn't like that outfit that you wore today, Trey. right? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who are you to me? Right. <laughs> but people take offense to that, and they're like, <gasps> right. Oh right. my god! Like, I don't know if you would be considered an influencer, but when I look at the people that they consider influencers, right? The young kids, and I'll say them the young yeah. kids, <laughs> the young kids that are are influencers. Yeah. I find that their whole mentality everything for them has to be perfect right right like they can't show a flaw right and if they do show the flaw then everybody jumps down their throat and then just kill them yeah and this is a hard thing to do as a young person yeah growing up to be perfect because let's face it we're not perfect right nobody nobody can be perfect the only perfect person that we know of was jesus right (laughs) right right other than that, right. we're human. That's it. Exactly. We're, we're going to have flaws. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to pick my nose, I'm going to pick my nose. Right. I'm not, sh- right. whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we, we have flaws. We can't be perfect. Yeah. And I think the, idol- the ideology. Ideology? Ideology. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> of, of putting that kind of pressure that you have to be perfect in order for you to influence other people, you're you're basically telling other people that if you're not perfect, you're not worth shit. Right. Oh, sorry. I can't curse. Ooh. My bad. Bleep. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the S word is, is that bad. Right. You know. Yeah. We're not hit, throwing down any F bombs right. or anything exactly. like that. But this is this is this is where you get a lot of the mental health issues in young people, right. I find. Definitely. Right? Because they're trying to live up to a image that you cannot maintain. Right. It is just impossible. I don't care who's listening, but it is an impossibility to maintain a perfect image all the time. It's just it, it just doesn't happen. It's not reality. Exactly. But when you go on social media, that's what you're posting. I mean, just look at you guys. Right. 
when you guys put on outfits and you're taking pictures, you take at least 20 pictures. <laughs> right. At least 20 right. pictures right. before you find that one picture that you want to post up to exactly. everybody. Like, I mean, yes, you're looking for that perfect shot, but. Right. Bro, and you guys hate me because I just take. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, why is there so much headspace in this? Or why yeah, is there so much I just take like... random pictures. Right. Because that's what I do. Right. You know, I, I do the candid stuff. Right. I, I don't care how you look. This right. is how you are. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So what, be it. Yeah, which I think I, I think that's actually awesome that you are that way. Um, not when it comes to like taking photos of us. I don't like that. But I think that it's great. <laughs> no, but I, I do think it's that great. I think it, I do think it's great in general because it's more authentic, you know. Um, and this is something else that, again, that I, I talked about recently where it's like, even in times, like, I think I'm a pretty authentic person. I think I'm a pretty, like, straight shooter and, like, this is who I am, you know? And I think on social media, um, in my mind, I think that I'm being authentic. In my mind, I think that I'm translating as authentic. But then I realize, you know, even when I'm posting real authentic moments in my life, like, I'm still looking for the perfect shot. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. still, even if, you know, someone's taking a candid of me and I'm laughing and they take a couple of photos, like, I'm still going to look for the best one, you know? If I'm taking photos of the food that I'm cooking or the, you know, what I, I'm, I'm going to take the best photo. And I think that, that that's partially to do with my being an artist and being a perfectionist to an extent. But I think that it's more so growing up on social media and understanding, like, the need for um the need for the perfect for the perfect shot you know i mean i've also i've you know i've worked in a lot of like social media marketing and it's uh living in that world it becomes almost impossible to take your mind out of it because you you know it's it was it was my literal job to to find the perfect shot and to post the perfect picture and to yeah. make things you know what i mean that you know i don't know how to, i don't know how to remove that from my mind even in the most like authentic moments um, I was actually looking through like old Facebook posts and stuff the other day and I was like, damn, Facebook was so chaotic. Like we were so unhinged. Like it was so, it was so authentic. It was so, you know, it was, it was, it was real moments of our lives that we weren't afraid. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to do all these other things to, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm no, by no means am I like a huge fan of Facebook, but to think about that time and then to think about now, I think being a millennial and growing up through that period, um, it's in our blood. You know what I mean? Social media is in our blood. Like there was Facebook, there was MySpace, there was Vibes TO, like there was all these things that were out when I was like, you know, 10, 11, 14, 13, like all these different prime yeah. ages in my life that, that I was then like, okay, well, I don't know. We, we kind of learned from young how to curate our outside appearance. And I think when, when you know, bringing it back to influencers, the, I think the damage is that influencers have teams and they they can make them, you know they can make their lives seem perfect and because it's a curated experience but what happens with a lot of younger people especially millennials and gen z's especially gen z's gen z's that's a new term yeah they're the ones underneath the millennials so like they're millennial kids you know like jojo yeah Yeah. um i actually kind of want to come back to like mental health among the generations after this but i think what happens is the younger people we forget and you know we also have done in the past we forget that things are curated and we forget that you know, people have teams and we forget that people are meant to look a certain way online yeah. and we believe that it's real. And so we strive for that perfection in our, in our reality, even though that's not even the, you know, these influencers realities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, listen, you know, the, the thing is, is that we forget. And even as, uh, I don't know what our generation is called. 
But let's call us the old generation. The X generation? That's Gen X. Gen X? Mm-hmm. Gen X. Yes, yeah. the Gen X. Anyways, we're just the old, we're the old dogs. That's yeah, what, you guys that's are the, <laughs> the post boomers, like the after, like the boomers kids. Yeah, we, we the old dogs, man. Right. You know, we, we know what, we know what hard work is. Oh gosh. You know, we know, we know what the labor is. Oh, I can't wait to talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know you guys, you guys just got your, your privileges and, okay. you know, you feel, you feel, feel that, that, uh, everything should be handed to you. Oh, you not know, at that, all. That, yeah, that you shouldn't have to work for nothing. You know, oh. but that's that's a whole story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> you are talking about the wrong generation. Listen, okay? listen, I'm just saying. No, nah, it I'm is just the, saying. No, it is the gen. It, I'm and no shade to Gen Z, <laughs> but it's it's this is the thing. Gen X, so like our parents, millennials' parents, yeah. um, most or most millennials' parents, um, y'all are coming off of like the boomer mentality because your parents were boomers and they taught y'all uh-huh. that. Um, you know, nothing in life matters more than work <laughs> and that you uh, not literally, but, you know, yeah. like, you know, there's there's a different mentality and mental yeah, health. Yeah. You know, mental health was not a thing back then um, in terms of the conversations happening, even though like I think I mean, no, we were you know what? We were going through a lot of mental health issues. Exactly. But it wasn't at the about. time we didn't talk about it because exactly. it, it was shunned upon. And this is this is the whole thing with 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 mental health back in the day. You know, like mental health, the color for mental health, um, just sidebar, the color for mental health is green. And the reason why it's green is because back in the the 1800s, when they had people that they deemed crazy, they put a green ribbon on them to denote that, okay, these people are crazy. So they go off because everybody had a category. Right. Right. And this is why mental health labeling and for so long you know labeling for so long <laughs> exactly and this is this is the problem like you're crazy or you don't fit into the social norm right you're outside of that you're labeled crazy and people don't want to deal with you yeah you know they lock you up and stuff and, and instead of looking and saying okay well what is going on with this person right you know that's right. giving them the, the trouble now as we go we come forward we um see that that uh things are happening and we're able to express and talk about it more than we were before right you know what i'm saying so listen let's pause for the cause we'll uh come back with trey in two seconds we're gonna get another uh commercial break coming in here all right But go check. I know you wanted to. Ready to turn your I hate Monday's frown into a big I love Monday smile? Each and every Monday, tune in to Siesta Mondays with DJ Undercover. The hottest music mixes, live interviews, and just fun times. Siesta Mondays. Listen up via TuneIn Radio or MyLimeRadio.com. Grab a chicken roti lunch special for only $6 from Drupati's Roti and Doubles. Available Monday to Thursday. Our new location is now open at 2866 Ellesmere Road in Scarborough at the corner of Nielsen and Ellesmere in the Food Basics Plaza. There's lots of parking and seating. And yes, we are open for dining. The weekend buffet is also back. Plus, we have curry, crab, and dumpling and the best roti and doubles in town. You done know. See you at Drupati's Roti and Doubles Scarborough. 
ocean of changes here. Toronto, Canada, we welcome you to a unique dining and the ultimate contemporary bar experience. The newly renovated Steel Bar and Grill. Steel Bar and Grill. Number 13, Hay Road, Brampton. Come here, let occasion with us seven days a week dine drink dance or just discover our intimate settings that transform into a higher energy atmosphere created for friends and family to enjoy life with a diverse culinary menu crafted for the caribbean taste buds while you sip on a cocktail or mixed drink from our fully stocked bar put together by our mixologists kick off your weekends from wednesday only at steel bar and grill follow us on facebook and instagram or call us at 905-457-9995 steel bar and grill number 13 hail road brand for all your residential and commercial mortgage needs. Trisha Trotter for the Sherwood Mortgage Group. 416-854-7111. Woo! And we're back. Want to say what's going on? Sandy and Antigua listening in. Uh, once again, Joe, what's going on? Or Joey, you know, you know who you are. Shout outs. Thanks for listening in. I want to thank out everybody else that's uh, listening in. The guys, Candyman, you know, some of the guys from the Creed Writing Network. Thanks for listening in. We're back here talking to Mr. Millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Trey, uh, we're having some good conversation talking about just life in general and uh what's going on mental health wise what's happening with it what's happening with us what's going on so let's get back into it trey you wanted to talk about the mental health through the generations yeah yeah so we we, you know we kind of just touched on it a little bit but I, i i feel like um like you said, you know, when it comes to like the older generations, you guys were going through a lot of things, and I feel like a lot of you had some real traumatic like upbringings. Um, but mental some health, of us. right, right. But mental health wasn't ever really, um, wasn't ever really addressed, you know, um, until now. And I feel like now, so many, um, you know, Gen Zers are going through this phase, you know, as they're hitting their forties and fifties and sixties, or I guess fifties and sixties, where they um, all of a sudden like their lives are just pouring out of them you know what i mean and all the things that they have been um holding back holding back and not talking about are all of a sudden at the forefront right because it's like oh wait you know maybe i do have this thing or maybe you know i have struggled with depression or anxiety or these things in my life but i just didn't know because there was not a name on it before right um and i think now what's happening is like now you know millennial millennials are also unpacking at a younger age um, and unpacking now in our 20s instead, in our, th- in, in our 30s instead of in our, you know, 50s or 60s or whatever it is. Um, and, and, and I feel like because of that, now the, you know, the Gen, the Gen Zers, you know, the kids of the millennials are able to, um, like, you see things online on TikTok, like about like gentle parenting and things like that, you know, like nobody knew, nobody was doing no gentle parenting and, you know, for the yeah, Gen, but the gen I, X, I, like, hmm. I find that you're a gentle parenting. Your your right. generation of gentle parenting right. sucks. 
I mean, everyone's I mean, got listen, their opinion. I, I, I spoke about this right. a couple shows ago. Beat your kids, man. Right. And, Beat your, uh, and uh, let me just reiterate that. Right. <laughs> Not to beat your kids to the point where it's an abuse, because right. there's a difference. Right. But you got to discipline your kids. Right. You can't tell Johnny to go sit in the corner after he done slam the door on 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 right. your your daughter's your daughter's hand, or you know he threw a temper tantrum right. and broke you know an heirloom or anything right. like that. You can't put Johnny in the corner. Beat his ass. Right. Take that belt out. <laughs> you know, the wooden spoon. I know you guys right. know about the wooden spoon. Right. Everybody <laughs> else got beat. <laughs> we got beat. Right. But to say that we got beat and, and the majority of us are now psychotics is not right. Okay. Because we're, we're, we're not. I mean, we, we, we took licks. Right. Don't get me wrong. You, you took licks. Some of us got abused. And that's right. totally different. Right. But for the most of us that took licks... We didn't turn out to be crazy right. or to be, you know, somebody's going to go around and, and shoot people. Right. Right. But when now that we try to do the same thing to our kids, right, then right. it started to become a problem because they're like, oh, you know, you can't beat your kids. You can't. As you said, gentle parenting. And now your generation takes this up and it's more that you allow or from what I've seen, and I'm right. not just saying, but from what I've seen, because my interaction with uh, Gen Zs, as you say, and, and the millennials are always on the bus or right. going somewhere where I can see the interaction. Right. And I see these Gen Zs, you know, talk, curse, right. do all kind of stuff to their parents. Right. And their parents are just sitting there like, oh, okay, okay, just sit, right. sit down. Don't, don't worry. Like it's crazy. I had I had a, a kid through a tenter tantrum on the bus. Right. Refused to get off the bus and the mother standing outside saying, Okay, come on, come on, it's it's not that bad. I'll buy you ice cream and this kid's freaking right. out. I closed the doors and I drove off. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Kid stop because now his mom is gone. Right. <laughs> like I literally drove off That's to the so next yeah. to the next stop. Right. Right. Mother's running behind like right. screaming, screaming. I open up right. the door, the kid stop. Kid gets off the bus and oh mommy, mommy. Right. You know, and then she's yelling at me right. for taking you off. Know. And I'm like, okay, well control your kid. Someone needs to check your kid. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's yeah. all it is. I can't get out and beat your kid. Right. But somebody needs to teach it right. teach your kids. I mean, I've had now going back, I've had uh operators, you know, yeah. that have had enough of being uh, berated and insulted right. by little kids. Right. You know, 10, 11 years old, and, and one of the operators just lost it, jumped out, started beating the kid. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. that, that would have been me. Yeah, <laughs> see, that is the result of him probably being beat as a kid. Okay, I'm going to let you finish, though, before <laughs> no, I go. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it wasn't right, right, but you can only take so much. Like, in sure. our job, we don't have the ability to defend ourselves and as a person you know they try to tell you that you can't take you can't take anything that's said to you personally and as as best as you can right you try however there comes to a point where you've just had enough yeah you're a human you know you're human you've had enough it's just like i i mentioned this before is that somebody spits on you right 
you know, your natural reaction is to jump up and beat the hell out of whoever's spitting on you. Right. Right? In our job, somebody spits on you, I'm supposed to smile at you and say, okay, right. you know, let me let me hit the button and call somebody while right. you walk off. and do. In reality, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> like, if you get away from me, right. that's my bad. Right. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, oh, hey, thanks. Right. You know, let me wipe this booger out of my eye. No. Right. Well, are you crazy? But right. Anyways, go on. <laughs> okay. So this is what I. This is how I feel. I feel like um, there's a difference between um, there's a difference between you know gentle parenting and like disregarding your child. You know what I mean? I think discipline's important. I think correction's important. Um, I think the problem is that there's not a there's not a line, right? Like the moment that you give somebody the green light to, to spank their kid, you're opening up the. Um, you know, a flurry, a flurry of potential of what that could become, right? Um, you know, I'm not. I've I've been the person who's been in the mall and be like, you need to beat your kid. Like, why are they acting like that? They're acting crazy, you yeah. know. But what I think the, the the thing is is finding an alternative um, to discipline, right? I think the thing behind gentle parenting is is not, you know, what it actually is is not what it sounds. It's not like let your kid act crazy and, and wild. The, I think the point, and if you really like take the time to watch, you know these these huge TikToking millennial parents who who practice gentle parenting. Yeah. A lot of it is actually about when something's happening with the child. Instead of deciding you're bad and I'm going to smack you, is what's actually going on right now? Like what caused you know X Y Z to just happen? Why did you just you know speak to your brother that way, or why yeah. did you speak to me that way? Yeah. Right. And I think it's a lot more about identifying the Cause. source mm-hmm. and and teaching your child how to communicate their emotions versus the physical. Right. You'll get plenty of scientific studies that talk that sh- that that directly correlate to, um, a, you know, abusive parents becoming, uh, or the, the the child of an abusive parent becoming like having all these anger problems, which yeah. again is a huge part of your generation. All y'all are crazy. All y'all got these anger problems, even if you don't all act on them, um, you have them. And 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 I think you know, I have no a, anger whatever, issues whatever. whatsoever. There is a there's a line, of course. I I do you know. I struggle to say that no child needs a little bit of physical correction. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm still Jamaican. I still believe, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little spank is necessary. But I, I, I think the problem is that when you say it's, it, you know, for everyone, like, abuse is objective for people, right? For everyone, it's different things. For some parents might say, um, okay, me smacking my child with a wooden spoon a couple times is not, you know, that's not abuse. Yeah. But others might say, well, it is. Like, you just took a weapon to your child, right? Yeah. Like, that's aggressive. That's excessive. You don't need to beat your child with a spoon. Like, use your hand, you know? And and even then, like, again, parents have become so aggressive about it. And people, parents have projected their anger onto their child instead of actually trying to deal with the situation. So then you have all these kids growing up with, like, anger issues and issues communicating because they, they don't know how to communicate because parents are not just smacking their child when they're bad you know parents are smacking their children when they don't like something that they've that they've done right which isn't always bad right. it's not always like okay like there, there are parents that'll, that'll beat their kids before they even found out what happened like yeah. that's crazy to me you know and so i guess this is my thing where it's like i think there there's a line and if we can't define that line then we need to just remove it from the equation altogether yeah i okay i'm not gonna argue with that point too much I mean, you, you you hit it on on the nail on the head, and you explained a couple of things that you know I, I get with the the whole gentle parenting. Right. Understand? I understand that, but at the end of the day, you're right. You can't beat your kid for something 
that they haven't that you fully don't understand right. yet. Right. And I get that. Yeah. I also I also think that our generation dealing with with what we were going through, um, our parents dealt with the same thing. Right. Right. Like <coughs> if you if you go with 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 the generation before me, when they were growing up, it was a community beating. Right. You know, and yeah. when, when I say community beating is that, especially being from an island, you know, if you did something, your whole family, your aunts, your uncles, everybody beat you before you even got home. Right. And then when you got right. home, then you got beat right. <laughs> by your parents right. for, for A, making the rest of your family beat you right. before you got home. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in those days, too, you also had the the teachers were allowed to what it's a vicious <laughs> that yeah the teachers were allowed to um beat you as well which is crazy i'd box my teacher if they ever put their hand right and i mean uh, but this is this is this is the generation right going. Yeah. um one sidebar sandy out in antigua says the uh, the children of today don't have any manners or respect too much rights are given to the children in North America. Obviously, she's West Indian. Right, exactly. You know, she's it's coming from a, she's coming from the islands where, right. You know, you can still beat people, right, and beat kids. That's the right. that's the norm, right? You right. know, um, she also says it's a vicious cycle. It just continues. It, exactly to what it is. It is a vicious cycle because look at the okay for just an example, right? So yeah. let's take we're gonna take an example of like little Johnny, right? You're right. So I'm gonna say little Johnny, um, little Johnny's living at home and. He, um, he's watching, you know, he's living like in, in some form of, not, maybe not poverty, but he knows that things aren't well at home because right. he's watching his parents fight over money. Right. He's watching, you know, his mom struggle. He's watching what, you know, ex- all, all these things that have now led him to believe that like at home things financially not okay. Right. So now Johnny decides he's going to go out and he's going to start stealing and he's right. going to start stealing and getting the things that he wants. Right. You go home. Johnny gets caught one day for stealing. Johnny's parents beat Johnny's ass for stealing. Right. Did Johnny's parents ever ask him why he stole, you know? And did Johnny ever say, did Johnny ever have the opportunity to even unpack with himself that he's been stealing because he is stuck in this poverty mindset that his parents have put onto, you know, even even subconsciously have, have expressed to him, you know what I mean? Obviously, as a parent, you're like, my child shouldn't be stealing no matter what. I'm going to beat your ass, right? Oh, I'm sorry with my language. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to beat your child. Um, you can say ass, but there's that's oh, okay, right. okay, good, good. good. But <laughs> we there's just never can't swear. That's right, all. right. But there's never really like the determining. The, there's never determining the root. So now you have Johnny being pissed because now he's like, damn, like I thought we were poor, so I've been stealing, you know. And now Johnny's mad at his parents, so then Johnny's gonna now take it up a notch. You know what I mean? Right. Well, however, Johnny in the in the first thing, yes, I get he's stealing, but because he's poor, but that's not a reason to steal. Right, right? Uh, it's 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 not a reason to steal. Right, like you're you're poor. Yes, there's a lot of people that are poor that don't steal. Right, so saying that Johnny's stealing because he's poor, it's not right. There's, there's got to be a there's got to be. I mean, in his mentality, yeah, he he he's looking. I think in that case, he's looking at what people have, what he doesn't have, right. and he wants to have the same thing. Right, which is a difference. He's not actually stealing because he's poor. He's stealing because he wants to have what. You know, right? Which Betty has, right? Or, which, or David, has, right? Was, which has money, right? Which again, it's not. I'm not saying that he should be stealing. What I'm saying is how the parents try to figure out. In what situation have you ever had a, have a parent trying to figure out what the cause of you know what I mean? Why you'd be doing that? Like the the point more so is that that's not 
the situation's not dealt with. He's still going to do bad stuff because right. at the end of the day, there's still a, there's still a root cause of this. Beating right. his ass isn't going to stop him. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. Like, parents think that if they instill this fear into their child, they're gonna, it's going to stop them from doing bad things. And, and it's not. They're just going to find exactly. other ways to do it that you're not going to find out. You know what I mean? I got my, my behind beat the least out of any of my siblings because I was a great, good child. But I knew how to do uh, the things that I, I wanted to do that, <laughs> because I knew how to do the things that I wanted to do. And still look with a good child. You know what I mean? I was a yeah. smarter child. It didn't stop me from doing bad things, even though I saw my sister and my brother getting beat because I, they weren't on the same level as I was. You know what I mean? I was ah, like, I know I how to do X, Y, Z. My grades are great. I'm an honor student. I got this and that. It doesn't matter if I go and do these other things because no one's going to know. I call my mom and I tell her where, where I am when I'm there. I do this. I do that. You know what I mean? I don't need to get beat because I know how to deal with this. Right. But getting beat or the fear of getting beat it, it didn't make me not do the bad things. It just made me do the things in a different way. And that's what so many parents don't realize. And that's why so many kids continue to do the, set, the things that they're doing. Cause they're just like, I'm still going to do this thing. Cause the problem is still the problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to just do it in a way that's not going to get me in trouble or that's yeah. not going to get me caught. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, Think yeah, about your you, own life. You, 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 huh? <laughs> Think about your own life. How many things have you done in your life that your mom would have beat you for? Ugh, lots but of you stuff. Thought, she doesn't know about it, so I'm good. Or lots you know, as long as I can do but, it right. But yeah, you're right. You know, we pick our battles and we change the way that we do things so that, you know, like you said, I don't know if I, I would consider myself uh, a good child, <laughs> <laughs> but I did things where you know I covered my tracks, right? So exactly. that I wouldn't have like you said, right? You know, I made sure that I called when I was out. And did all the things that I was expected right. to do, but I still did stuff. But I also think that with since we're talking about me and, and uh, with my parents, mm -hmm. that they looked at certain things that we were doing, and because you know they just turned a blind eye to it, right? Right. And right. I, I remember this. I remember that my mom had asked me. She's like. Are you doing anything that is going to get you in trouble? Right. And I looked her dead in her face and I said, no, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And right. she, even though she knew right. that I was right. doing some stuff, right. she's like, okay, we'll right. just leave it at that. And she went about her business. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, fortunately, nothing seriously happened. Right, even good. Right. So I was good and everything like that. And, and we reaped the benefits of it. But- you're right. If you don't, if you don't look at the cause of why your child is acting out, right? Um, then it's going to be a repeat. And like you said, kids nowadays, or any kids, anyways, are going to find a way around the situation, right? Right? They're going to find that loophole mm -hmm. to do what they want to do. Yeah, whether you beat them or not, whether you beat them or not, right? Exactly. So, I mean, beating the kids, uh, according to. To Sandy, right. uh, our, our favorite uh, right. reporter from Antigua. <laughs> What's going on, girl? You good? You know, I hope you're not working too hard. Anyhow, she was saying that they don't beat their kids, as I was saying, and I said earlier. Right. I don't mean beating your kids as abuse. Right. You know, yeah. discipline your kids. Right. But she also agrees with you with the whole gentle parenting right. and finding out what the cause is. Right. Still give them some licks. Right. Because kids you know there are kids that that come out needing a look yeah sometime. but but, <laughs> but you know you know you gotta yeah. find you gotta you gotta look and investigate and find out why they're doing what they're doing right so on that aspect this ties into the whole 
mental health things exactly. because now if you're using Johnny as an example and you're right. poor, your mental health is already down because right. you look at everybody else right. that has more than you and stuff. So now you're feeling away and you know how kids are mm-hmm. when you don't have anything. Right. The kids always tease you. Right. They always jump on you. Oh, look yeah. at this guy. He's poor. Oh, exactly. you don't have no food. Exactly. Oh, you can't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know. Right. Oh, you live out of the trash can. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. right. Kids are vicious. Right. And then Johnny is going to say, okay, well, now I'm upset because I'm poor. Right. And it's not my fault that I'm poor, but I'm poor. And you're teasing me for I'm poor. So now Johnny's going to act out. Right. And either steal or what normally happens goes into a physical. Right. And he beats somebody's ass. Right. And then you get the principal coming in. You know, you get the police coming in. Yep. You get all kind of stuff. Yeah. And that causes a cycle. Right. Of Johnny just becoming worse. Right. And worse because and worse. Johnny then goes home and gets his ass beat. Oops, I did it again. He said okay. ass fight. <laughs> um, gets his ass beat because he did all these things. And but and so now there's this level of resentment, right? That is not now put towards, yeah. you know, said parent because not only is he getting beat, he's not being supported and it's their fault he is getting bullied in his mind because he did it, they don't have no money, you know? That's right. And a lot of the time when you're younger you also don't understand the intricacies of money and jobs and all those yeah. things. So you just to you it's just like they have these things why don't i have these things yeah. you know how many t- how many kids don't get to go on class trips because the parents don't have the, the money yeah. you know and when you're a kid you're not understanding when you're a kid you're like wow like i'm being left out i'm being singled out yeah. and, and this is what i mean so now again going back to this cycle of like okay so johnny not you know johnny's not having a good life johnny's being you know johnny's in the situation johnny's also getting hit johnny's now learning this is how you handle like physical situations if you think about it like if you know, your parent is the person who's supposed to love you and is supposed to guide you. What impact does it have on your mental health if you can't even unpack with your parent? You know what I mean? Or you yeah. can't, you know, your your parent, you know, you're going through something and your parent beats you instead. Um, Sorry, we just pausing. Uh, we having uh, Sandy. I don't Sandy. think that's true because I, I <laughs> look, I've been doing what I want to do for as long as I can remember doing what I want to do, okay? <laughs> I was just smart about the way that I did those things because I understood, you know, maybe because I had my siblings' as examples that I understood, you know, how, how, how to kind of get around that. Um, but I, 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 I think that I was still disciplined, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was still disciplined, even though I wasn't necessarily, you know, hit the way that my siblings were hit. I was very, very, very much disciplined. So I was able to kind of figure out what, you know, what right and wrong was. And this is what I mean when I talk about this is like, there's a difference between disciplining your child and hitting your child. And there's ways to discipline your child that make more sense than hitting your child. You know, I do think that some ch- some some kids just need a little, you know, a little smack, a little, you know, yeah. here and there. But again, I don't think that it ever has. I don't think that actually hitting kids have like positive benefits on their mental health in the long run. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I never disciplined my daughter um, in the aspect of I never hit her but I used to do other things right you know right hang her upside down off the railing <laughs> right you know pretend to drop her and catch her right I used to do hot hands with her right you know and she had to she had to stay until I spelt out the whole word hot right. hands forwards okay. and backwards I mean little things <laughs> little things like that but it's still and it's still 
didn't go into the psyche of um why she was doing right what she was doing exactly exactly and that's the thing like what parent what kid do you know who's been like beat by their parents yeah that have close relationships with that to that parent they don't because or if they do what often happens is like that, that, that like it's a huge reason why people get into like toxic abusive relationships because their parent has taught them that I I love you and because I love you I am doing this thing you know because I love you I have to discipline you this way even if that's not what they're saying that's the example that we're showing our kids because at the end of the day even if we're beating our kids their expectation is still that I'm the mom or the dad you have yeah. to love me you have to respect me you have to you know what I mean and people mimic those relationships in their real lives yeah I mean you you mimic everything anything right. that you've been taught by your parents you either mimic it or you break the cycle right right if if for instance, I know kids that have been abused. And when I say abused, they've mm-hmm. been abused. I mean, tied to poles right. and whipped with electrical right. cords and stuff like that. Like some right. medieval stuff. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, stuff that that's abuse. Yeah. As soon as you're tying up a kid. Right. That's a, there's there's, you right. know, no, no right. way around that. That's yeah. abuse. Yeah. Right. However, they as they get older, they look at that and they've changed because they don't want to go through or put right. their child through the same thing. Right. So they break the cycle right. in that aspect. So it is possible. It's most hard though. It's hard. Right. And and most slip into that um, whole cycle. Right. Right. Like if you see if you see your father beating your your mother, you know, even though you know it's wrong and, and you are defending your mother and whatnot and so forth when you get older and you get enraged right. your first reaction unless you seriously think about it right. is to beat exactly. your girlfriend or your wife because that is what you saw yeah. your parents do or exactly. your father do right exactly. and it plays a heavy uh, role on your mental right right so everything that everything that you see as 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 kids or that is talked about as kids that your parents do or or you're influenced by that also plays heavily on your mental exactly. and that's what you're going to become yeah. as you get older right. so by using that analog- analogy then with your millennials right. you know your kids your your kids being bad is because you guys don't do it. <laughs> they see you being bad, so then they mimic the exact same. No, bad. I think what happens is most millennials <laughs> will beat their kids because most millennials have been beat. You know, so a lot of millennials will still beat their kids. Yeah. Me talking about these gentle parenting and stuff, it's a more Gen Z thing, and I think that it's that more millennials are trying to practice that, and more millennials. It's like it's our job right now to be breaking the cycle. Right. You know what I mean? Which is a really, really challenging place because it's not just in parenting aspects in a lot of aspects because the previous generation um, was so heavily, um, you know, inspired by their, you know, the previous generation yeah. to them that all those like weird boomer things are on us now. You know, mentalities people had during the world wars. You know what I mean? Mentalities people had during really crazy, tragic, um, you know, the Great Depression, like right. the, all these horrible things that mentality is still touching us today. So it's our job in a lot of places to break the cycle when it comes to the way that we act with our children. And I think that, um, I, I think that we're trying to figure it out. You know, I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's always, people always know the right way to go about it, but I don't think that 
your generation also knew the right way to go about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I think that we're all just trying to figure it out now. We're trying to figure out what makes sense, what's going to, you know, what's going to not harm a child the most. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, when you make the choice to have a child, it's a selfish one and you have to you have to make the decision that you're going to do whatever you possibly can to make sure that child is in the best you know set up for the best possible life ahead they didn't ask to be here yeah. they didn't ask to come out yeah. you know what i mean so if you make that decision then you can't just say well i know what's best and i'm going to do you know whatever it, it's i feel like it's a learning experience as a parent and figuring out how to you know set your child up for the best life mentally as well as emotionally and you know what i i agree with that because i've seen it in in raising my own child right. and in in helping you guys right um in your adult life and little teen life and right. stuff like that i've i've seen it so i understand where you come from and, and i can i can relate to that more not the gentle parenting more of explaining and understanding because when you're young and you're little you don't understand a lot of things right and i'm at the i was at the mentality that you know what this is an adult situation right so you don't need to know about that because you're a little kid right 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 however in saying that depend you also have to know your child too exactly so in, in saying that you know if you have one of those child that that are uh, very curious or take everything to heart right then you need to sit down and explain to them like right. okay this is not right right or why are you doing this like let's, yeah. let's have a conversation and talk right. about that and then see where, it, where it's going right you know mm-hmm. and if they continue after you've explained everything like that and they continue then you beat their ass right you know right i still you've listen, given them the opportunity right that's right i still got my wooden spoons right Right. You know, yeah. I can't use them anymore, but right. <laughs> but I still, I right. still got them. I still got my belt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but is don't you feel like that? There's that difference of like if you're giving an opportunity. You know, I'm gonna bring, go back to gentle parenting because you just brought it up again. I think, um, you know, people hear gentle parenting and they think that that just means like, oh, Johnny, oh, baby, are you okay? Like, yeah. oh, let's, you know what I mean? And that's not what it is. I I I think when I think about gentle parenting, um, what that means to me is is I mean, you know. I mean, you see me talk to Josiah. You see me talk to, like yeah. I'm very, I'm stern. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be more stern, but it's, it's. I think the key is communicating, and, and and it's, it's, it's a matter of like, Johnny, I've noticed you've done this thing. Why have you done this thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting to the root of why this thing is done, and yeah. even if little Johnny doesn't know in the moment why that's done, disciplining him so that he understands that this thing is wrong. Yeah but not making him feel like he can't talk to you about, yeah. you know, whatever that thing is. And, and you, you touched upon a, a great point. I find that a lot of the generations, they can't talk to their parents. No, exactly. And it's one of those things like you, you want to talk to your parents, but right. you're afraid that, you know, if I say something, right. you know, I'm going to get licks. Right. I'm going to get beat for, for this. Um, and it's one of those things where, as parents, you want to be accessible. Right. Because I know we say it, say, oh, you know, you can talk to us about anything. Right. But in reality, you really can't because as soon as you do, right. you know, we may get upset. Right. Exactly. We might not understand. We'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. And either send you to your room or beat your ass. Exactly. And then send you to exactly. your room. Exactly. Or you take know, things away from you or, or invalidate how you're exactly. feeling, whatever it is. And, and we don't 
we don't relate to that and i i think that if we can bridge that gap right then we too can now begin to help each other right and kind of um get to the point where you know if you're i can see that you might be starting to be depressed Mm -hmm. or something might be going on with you which is affecting your mental you know like you're dropping your grades in school right or you're acting out a little bit more than normal right you know these little things that i can start to see maybe i can start to talk to you and say there's signifiers like hey what's going on yeah you know and it doesn't you don't have to wait till something bad happens to to start talking you just you know in general just hey what's going on right how you doing right how you living you know yeah and like you said we touched upon earlier about having money and not having your kids be able to go to certain events or anything like that i i still think that you should be able to talk to them right and say hey listen you know we can't afford right you going to this weekend ski mm-hmm. trip or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. another time we can do it but we can't do it right at this time right you know kids not gonna like it right but at least they can understand it right you know what I'm saying? some because parents would just say no yeah mm-hmm. but you know if you explain it that way say hey listen i want you to go right well we just can't do right that. you know yeah and by explaining it uh you might get a better result. Exactly. They still might be upset, but right. at least they'll they'll understand right. where you're coming from. Because kids, even though we don't give them a cre- enough credit, they do understand things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're still still needing stuff, especially when you're you're looking at the young generation mm-hmm. in between, let's say five and and nine. Right. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're they're starting to absorb they're sponges. They're, yeah, they're sponges. sponges to see the stuff, right? And they can understand things. They might not like it, right? But they can understand. Yeah, you know. When I think back to myself as a young person, like there was, you know, I was always very aware of, um, you know, our financial situation, and um, I think that if I think it was it was really, you know, it it was scary for me as a kid because there was a lot of stuff that was on the table, but you know, it wasn't like my mom and I were having conversations. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. It's hard when I, when I, when I, when I said three things, um, I want to touch on that, but um, you know, if, if I think that I wasn't, you know, obviously I'm not saying parents need to all sit down with a child and, you know, discuss finances yeah. that parents are having. But when you see, you know, if parents are fighting with each other over money, for example, right. right and that's what a child sees. It's a different, it's a different understanding of money, and a diff- that, you know, it becomes a different relationship with money because now what we're seeing is, you know, lack of money incites fighting, fighting. You know, it incites aggression. Um, in some cases, violence, yeah. right? And so we start to adapt into this like poverty mindset that creates, you know, these other situations. And I think that if we think about it, if our goal is to make a better world, then we have to create a space where children can speak to their parents, yeah. right? Where they can come and talk to us yeah. and not be met with. Um, aggression, or aggression, a or a negative, right, or, yeah. or dismissive, right, and that's that, that. I think sometimes almost not to say worse. They're both really, really bad reactions. But dis- the dismissive parents and parents who invalidate are, are some of the worst because you're teaching kids that they don't deserve to have an outlet or they don't de- deserve to have a space to speak. Um, and then you know, for a lot of people, again, it doesn't happen until twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years down the right. line that they're suddenly able to unpack all these things, and oftentimes down to 
one point of their childhood yeah. where they felt really bad about something that never came out that for the rest of their life they've held on to even just subconsciously right yeah. so i think it's our job as parents or if we choose to be parents to um and if we want a better world then then our job is to create spaces where kids and i know i'm not trying to put a blanket on it you know i'm not trying to say you know every kid is different every kid needs a different form of discipline um but i just don't think that um i don't think that it has to always be physical to be effective right yeah so to basically sum everything up right we're talking about mental health is determined on your understanding of your parenting and as parents we need to be more open and more receptive to talking to our kids and actually letting them have a voice exactly when they want to talk about something and not dismissing them or invalidating their feelings exactly and therefore we can keep a open and positive mental state so mm-hmm. that when things like the COVID happens and right. you're locked down, they don't go crazy. And as right. you said, the stuff that's happened to them in their childhood don't now all of a sudden come out when they're 20 or right. 30 or 40. Exactly. And then they're in a, a whole breakdown crisis because, right. you know, of all the stuff that they've been holding on to yeah. from back in the day. Right. Exactly. Which makes a lot of sense. If you're listening out there, 416-804-8244. Hit me up if you have any questions for Trey. Um, we're not finished, but Trey, where can they reach you if they, they want to hit you up? Um, they can hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram is at uh, Trey Andrew, T-R-E-A-N-D-R-E-W. That's right. On the Instagram, like I said, Instagram is where to be at, man. If you're not on Instagram... You don't want to exist. Exactly. <laughs> and if you want to listen to me talk some more, I have my own podcast, oh. which you can also find on my Instagram if you go click the link in my bio. It's called Meet Me in My Room. It's a good time. There you, there you go. Meet him. Am I allowed to advertise you free here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to meet you in your room. I've been in your room. You got a dog. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so you know, this is this is the the topic of 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 the day. We're talking to Trey. We're talking about mental health. We're also talking about generations of um, the kids and parenting. I think it's a good topic. I think we've we've touched base on a, on a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break for a commercial, and we'll come back and we'll talk about um, where you think we're gonna go, especially in your generation, mm. about housing. We'll touch upon that Ooh. quickly because, right. you know. It's a spicy one. Yeah, it's a spicy one. We're soon going to run out of time. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Let me play some bills and uh, we will get back in two seconds. You're listening to The Streets is Busy with your host, Jay Busy, and my special guest, Trey. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. My Lime Radio. My Lime Radio. Music with a purpose. 
Attention all DJs, broadcasters and underwriters. Conscious Media can provide you with the highest quality in drops, drops promos, promos, specials, specials and dublates for your sound system or your broadcast. We have access to some of the top reggae artists who will give you your personalized dublate at, at your, your request. request. And we provide specialized announcements for underwriters promoting their events. So contact Conscious, Conscious Media, Productions Media Productions at bambay at gmail.com. B-E-M-B-E-H at gmail.com. There's a ritual that is ancient as the art of making brew. Practiced by men across the Caribbean whenever they get together over a stag. It is a well-understood practice of gathering around to share the most entertaining stories ever to be told in the most dramatic way possible. Each man drinks up a story more incredible than the next, creating moments of loud celebration of the stories men tell and the legends they create. What's your story? Stag, available at your local beer store. Sweet and nice. Sweet and nice. Come get your sweet and nice ice cream for the holiday. Rum and raisin, mango, coconut, guava, and pineapple coconut. We also have Caribbean black cake, vanilla rum cake, and cupcake. Available to order online at sweetandnice.ca. Now, you can have your cake with your ice cream too. And enjoy the holidays in true Caribbean style. Visit sweetandnice.ca or find them at Loblaws, No Frills, Metro, Sobeys, and a fresh go store near you. Yeah, we're back paying some bills. Just remember, you're listening to MyLimeRadio.com. For all the uh, people around the world that are tuning in, we're talking to Trey, Mr. Trey Andrew. Uh, and we're talking about um, his generation, the millennials, and how they're dealing with mental health. We touched upon raising kids and uh, if you're just tuning in, we touched upon raising kids and uh, my favorite, beating your kids. <laughs> uh, we touched upon that. And it was good to get a different perspective, you know, a young person's perspective on, on parenting and stuff like that. And, and I hope that you've uh, enjoyed listening to what you heard. Um, we're going to quickly touch upon something else that I was curious about is your generation and dealing with housing right and the reason why i asked that is because i know that a lot of majority of your generation has moved back into their their parents the family's Mm -hmm. home because of the housing crisis that right we face here right and i'm going to talk about toronto because i don't know anybody else but right housing crisis in toronto is crazy like yeah you know houses are going for a million dollars right you know yeah and you know, two bedroom, one bedroom, whatever. Right. And I, I try to figure out how your generation is going to afford a million dollar home when in our situation as it stands right now, nobody's working. Right. Exactly. Right. Like you're in and out of, of work and yep. everything like that. So how are you going to to effectively afford a house that's going for a million dollars or even more so? How are you going to afford the rent that if you're renting a place, right, you know, rent is going for anywhere from fifteen hundred to three grand, right, for a one bedroom. Like, how is that even maintainable? And that that's the thing; it's not. And I think a lot of millennials have have actually accepted that. Like, if I think 
years back, you know, when I was living on my own, I was making a wonderful salary yeah. and I was able to afford it. But even on that salary, which is more than probably most just even like 40s and yeah. 50s, I was still I, I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck, but to live on my own comfortably. I mean, I could have I could have budgeted better and things like that. But but still, it was still even making what I was making then wasn't feasible. My last role, I was making you know, $1,500 every two. I, I, I still in that space couldn't afford to be out on my own. Like we're in a, we're in such a space right now where so many millennials have already decided that they cannot afford to live somewhere on their own. You know right. what I mean? There are people that are in their forties and fifties that still have roommates because they cannot physically afford to live on their own in our city. Right. It is, it is, it is so beyond expensive. And unless you've gotten into housing really young or, you're in a situation where you can invest at a young age right. for most people it's not feasible at this time to imagine even owning property in the city right. most people that i know who do own homes who are in my age group have moved out of the city and gone somewhere where it just makes more sense right, right? because if you're in the city you're not finding a place for you know under a million dollars realistically right. versus going to like hamilton and maybe you'll find something in the 600s or the right. 700 you know what i mean like it's, it's different so are you willing to travel how far how far are you guys willing to travel like i mean i know that it's easier to move back into your parents place but at some point in time you have to think about moving out and moving right. moving forward so in your opinion what is going to happen when when it's that time are you going to because how expensive it is in the city are you now going to look for something outside of the city but more than that how is your work going right. to change? Because as you stated, you know, if you're working in the city, you can't, you still can't afford unless you're getting. And even at that, you know, you know, you need to be making like $40 an hour. Right. Exactly. Minimum. Right. To afford things like I, I, I tell people all the time that, yes, I can sell my house and I can make tons of money off my house. Right. Guaranteed. But I can't afford to buy a house in my neighborhood right which is honestly crazy yeah because i should be able to to sell sell my house house. and buy something right you know within reason yeah in this neighborhood but i can't right i mean i could i can i can literally probably get a million dollars for this house right but all the houses in this neighborhood right sell for a million one a million two right right so i'm nowhere Right. Ahead of the game. Right. Doesn't even make <laughs> Ahead sense. Of the game. Yeah. Right. But if I go outside the city, you know, and we're talking either Coburg right. or really, yeah, like those further places. Yeah. Further out, Brighton. Right. You know, where I can still pick up a house for like 400000 Right. Then I'm good. Right. Exactly. Right. And this is my thing is that I think for a lot of us, you know, we like, for, for a lot of us, our work opportunities are in the city, you know right. what I mean, or more central. So, so, so to think like, you know, I shouldn't need to move to Coburg or to like Hamilton, you know what I mean, so that I can live and then have to then travel two hours every day to get to the city to work. Like right. that's not acceptable. That's not reasonable. You know what I mean? That's something I've done. I've done that in my past. I've lived in, you know, I mean, I'm being kind of dramatic, but I've lived in Scarborough and worked downtown. I've done, he, and, you yeah. know, in, in, in Durham and then moved in, and worked downtown yeah. and had to travel that time. And, you know, I've done it because it's what we do and it's how you hustle. But at the end of the day, I shouldn't have to leave my family and my friends to find affordable housing. Like, right. there shouldn't be 
I should at least be able to rent a spot comfortably right. where I can live at. I can. There are studios that are over fifteen hundred dollars right now for a yeah. studio. There's not a single bedroom. There's one room yeah. and your kitchen and your bathroom, and that's fifteen sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's insane to me. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not that's not that's not livable. So I guess for a lot of us who do come back home, it's a matter of again. We're just trying to figure it out because yeah. when 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 our parents were that age, you know, y'all could like go on the street with a hundred dollars and have a, a you know buy a house, like yeah. not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, For yeah. us, it's, it's not our reality. There, there's no, you know, there's an expectation that we're you know we're out of the house by a certain time. We're doing this and we're doing that, but it's like that's not our reality. Not because we don't want to work. Not because we don't think this and that. It's right. because you know, for a lot of people, they're not being paid. They're not even being paid properly. I mean, look at the pandemic. How many people got served and then decided I'm not going back to work because I make more off of government assistance than I do off of these yeah, jobs? It's like crazy. How do we expect people to live and to to, to to own these homes or to even just rent and live on their own when yeah. people don't even make enough money to pay their bills at the end of the month, even living at home? Yeah, it's insane. It's no, wild. it's it's true, and you know that will go into another topic, right? And uh, we'll definitely, 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 definitely have yeah. you back. Yeah, yeah. You know, um. We're talking with Trey Andrew. You can hit him up at Trey. That's T R E dot Andrew. No dot. The, no dot. No dot. Just All Trey right. Andrew. So Trey Andrew <laughs> on the IG. He's also got a a, a podcast called uh, Meet Me it? in My Meet Room. Meet Me in My, in my Room. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're listening to the Streets is Busy. Four one six eight zero four eight two four four. We are slowly coming to an end. I wanna. Thank Trey. I want to thank you for coming out. We will definitely get you back. Thank you. It was a good conversation. Good about it. Uh, You know, we got a lot of people (laughs) that want to chime in and and comment on. So we'll definitely have you back. Good. And um, talk to you more about you know the millennials and and how you guys think. Right. Because I still think you guys are crazy. For sure. But you know, we're blaming our parents. Yeah, you can blame. You can blame (laughs) us. I mean, you know, nobody's gonna. stop you from doing that (laughs) but um i do appreciate you coming out and and taking the time out this early in the morning thank you because i know you're sleeping right you know like me but uh thanks for coming out also want to thank uh my lime radio for uh having me on 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 their show or on their system you know it's it's been good and i'm having fun next week uh i don't know who we're gonna have next week but uh Depending on how the people feel, send me a message if you want to have Trey back next week. <laughs> have another conversation about uh, living in, in this city and their generation. Because, you know, it's not just his generation. It's our generation as well. There's a lot of us that can't afford mm-hmm. to do anything. And even though we have houses and stuff, we're struggling. Yeah, Ryan, especially... With the, the pandemic going on, people have lost their jobs. People yeah. have lost their homes. So they've moved back into their parents. Right. And, you know, have no clue on where they're going to go because they can't afford right. to do anything in the city. Right. And with how the jobs are going back and forth, where the city's open up and then closing right. and open and closing. And right. <laughs> like nobody's guaranteed anything. Yeah. So the whole mentality is stressing yeah everybody else impacting our mental health it comes back to mental health goes always back to (laughs) mental health man you got to keep your mental right you got to be grateful as the song said for what you have but you also have to get an outlet to have your mental health in check
So do your push-ups. As you know, we're doing that push-up challenge. Yeah, Creed Riding Network, the 30 for 30. So get your push-ups on. Do something, walk, talk to people. Don't be a stranger. Don't worry about the COVID. Go out and talk to somebody. I mean, worry about the COVID. Okay, Just worry about the COVID. Wear your mask. And go talk <laughs> wear to your mask. <laughs> but, you know, talk to people. Get somebody on your side that's going to help you with your mental. You know, uh, it's it's a simple thing. You just need to talk to somebody. Anyhow, we have coming up next at 12 o'clock, DJ Sting with the Sunday Cool, or Sunday's Cool, as <laughs> it's pronounced. All right. That's my time. Thanks, Trey, again. Thank you for having me. We're going to end off with a, a little bit of a commercial. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. You heard? <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one. Your weekend starts every Friday, 10 to noon, right here on MyLineRadio.com. With your boy, DJ Rich. Your boy, Invincible International. National, national. You need to check out my show right here on My Live Radio. 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 You know what? I need to get you ready for Carnival. 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 We've got live footage from all the big sets. We've got brand new music. We've got live interviews. You need to be liming with Invincible International each and every Thursday from 6 to 8 right here on My Live Radio. You never know who's going to come by and live. Invincible International. 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 International.